podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Hello, welcome to Chesi Hour. My name is Meads and I'll be your host for this one. Joined by two distinguished Chesi Hour, I guess vets now, isn't it, Shims? <laughs> but joined by two very distinguished Chelsea fans, regulars on the Chesi Hour pod, regulars on Chesi and even Touchline Network in general. Shems, how you doing, my guy? I'm good, man. We're there. What are you saying? <sighs> Shattered, tired. It's quarter end, year end is trying to finish me, but we move, man. On we, on we press, on we press. Jay, what are you saying, bro? How are you doing? Yeah, all good, man. All good. I've been busy as well, to be fair. Like just moving stuff about from, from yard to yard, trying to move some oh, stuff around. Yeah, long. Moving no. yards is long, man. It's long. Long, but <laughs> onwards and upwards, my guy. Onwards and upwards. And I think I guess the same could be said for Chelsea Football Club at the minute. Um, results have been not too bad if you think about it. If you look at our recent results, I think Chelsea have picked up quite a few wins. I think the Middlesbrough loss in the first leg of the Carabao Cup semi final was the first loss in quite some time. I think the last loss was against Wolves on New Year's Day. Um, not New Year's Day, on Christmas Eve. So, you know, Chelsea have been picking up wins here and there. Um, and I guess we can start with Middlesbrough because um, after the first. After the first leg, when we lost 1-0 away from home, and it was a disappointing performance, Chelsea bounced back straight away with a 1-0 win against Fulham, which wasn't the best spectacle, but we got back to winning ways, and you take a win any which way when you're in this current form and this current state that we are. But then we followed it up with a nice 6-1 smashing of Middlesbrough, right in our wrongs against the team that really failed us in the in the first in the first leg. So Jay, talk to me about the game, man, because I wasn't that confident. Um given the fact that Middlesbrough could have just sat back and just defended that one goal. Um but they seem to be quite open and they were like off their pant for us. But talk to me about what your thoughts were when you saw the lineup and um yeah because you were always confident. I know you were always confident. Um, yeah, like to be to be honest, like um, I think I'd said a couple of times, like even after the Preston game, that 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 both teams, like Middlesbrough and Preston, for example, they're sitting in and around the same area in the league. Do you get, do you get what I'm saying in the Championship? So, like me being confident about that game was just purely based off the fact that we've just got more quality. <laughs> like the bottom line is we've got more quality. Like there's no there's there's no other kind of result that should be coming out of that game. Do you get what I'm saying? Especially at home. So um, as disappointing as the, the away leg was, um, I always felt like if Chelsea just turn up and they're up for the game, the, the quality will show enough to, to, to get two free goals. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's the main reason why I was confident about the game. But um, I also just think recently our home our home form has been really good. And I like the lineup. I think the lineup was probably as brave as you could be considering the injuries because I think... Um, we possibly would have seen two proper fullbacks playing in their in their positions if if Gusto wasn't having to be kind of you know I feel, I feel like Potters had to be cautious with a few players because of the injuries to other guys such as Kukurea, um Reese James and stuff like that as well. So um, yeah, no, the the lineup was good. Um, Chilwell was at left back, Colwell was in centre back. It was do you know what I'm saying? There weren't much to really complain about and. 
and yeah, it was just it was just a good performance from the boys. Really, I feel like they just came out. They they were they they weren't slow about things. They 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 didn't look like they were struggling to be up for the game. And yeah, they just worked harder and pretty much most of the time with Poch so far this season. I think when the team's actually been up for it and working hard from the from the off, when the intensity's been there and the work rate has been there, more often than not, Chelsea have actually had good games. And that's that's kind of like why we saw decent results against Arsenal and City earlier on in the season and stuff like that, because we come into those games and the attitude is right. Do you get what I'm saying? That the way we approach the game as a team is right. And unfortunately we haven't seen it enough week by like week to week but that that attitude I feel like if we can continue with that kind of attitude and approach to games I feel like we'll have you know we should have better results in the second half of the season but yeah overall the, the game it was it was just a good approach from from manager and the team to be honest. So when you say approach and when you talk about um when you talk about aggression attitude focus intensity is that something that you probably put down to management or the players or a combination of both because it is interesting that there's some games that you know Chelsea players can get viewed up for um and even the first leg to be honest they didn't really quite seem at it and I don't know if that's just the players attitude and um you know overconfidence that kind of maybe enabled them to be a little bit more um passive in their play because they just expected to rock up and just win um or do you think it's like the manager's approach and the way that we kind of approach the game like what, what do you think that is and why do you think that is um to be to be honest i think like potch would probably want them to go into a lot of games like that i think most managers even like i don't even think it's just potch i think most managers would want their teams to go into the games with the right intensity with the right um attitude in terms of like the way you respect the opponent the way you 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 go into the game and you don't kind of go into it with any kind of complacency you go into the game with like this ruthless kind of um attitude to to go there and win the game especially if you feel like you've got more quality the the to, to answer your question i think like poch does have that attitude um with this team i think he does want them to go into games like that but i also think that these these players that we have at the moment, not only are they inconsistent just based off the fact that, you know, some of them are trying to find their feet, um, you know, to, to be better players week like week to week and stuff like that. But I feel like they mentally, I feel like they're still trying to develop that kind of um that kind of like winning mentality. Like, you know, every game's a I, they know that every game's a must-win game. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Most players that go into games don't go into games. Every player that goes into games don't go into games, games to lose. But there is this kind of mentality that you 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 kind of um, create as a top team when you just win things and you win trophies and you win leagues and all this kind of stuff. So we don't have that at the moment. So I think with the players now being all new and young, I think I, I'm I'm not surprised that sometimes they go into games and they have slow starts. Do you get what I'm saying? They have slow starts because maybe they've maybe they've just gone into this game thinking that knowing that they're good players, but not actually acknowledging the fact that this is going to be a hard game. Do you get what I'm saying? Like every game in the Premier League is a hard game. The moment you go into that game mm. with even the like it could it could be only two three players that have the wrong the wrong mentality, but that's enough to lose you the game. Do you get what I'm saying in terms of if the if the full eleven have got the right attitude, and only seven or eight of seven or eight of your guys have got the right attitude, sorry, then that means that there's a good chance that somewhere you're going to fall apart, and you know that could end up being conceding a goal, making a silly mistake, whatever it is. So, and that's been a theme for us this season as well. Do you get what I'm saying like these silly mistakes, like complacency at the highest, like highest level, like in terms of you know like a sloppy back pass or falling asleep at the back post and all these kind of things it's like things that you wouldn't associate with teams that are just um natural winners do you get what i'm saying and and experienced winners so i um i don't think it's any excuse for the for the guys to be doing that but i i do think that um it is a combination of both at the moment and it's just trying to you know get to that to that point where every week they're going into these games 
like with that same attitude because we can't watch Sterling rip one of the best fullbacks in the league the way he did and then next week we don't even get 10% of that do you get what I'm saying like there's and I feel like it's not even just young players that's what I'm saying it's like it's even the experienced guys See what I'm saying? Like we need some sort of consistency where we we've got this kind of base level where it's like, this is what we're going to give you week to week. And even if it's not 10 out of 10, like it was against City, we're not going to drop the bar that low. But at the moment, it's it's, yeah. it's going from 10 to like two. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? And that can't that can't really happen. Both manager and player. I I, I think it's um I definitely think there's a, a consistency issue, and you're bound to get that when you've got you know, a number of young players. But like you said, I don't think it's just necessarily them. And I think it kind of, it'll be wrong of us as fans and, um, you know, people that watch Chelsea, watch football, to just pull it on the young players and say, yeah, the young players, they're young, so all this inconsistency is going to, still going to happen. I mean, no, because ultimately Chelsea have got a host of players, both young and old, um, in terms of their experience and playing experience. So I'm just like, well... Yeah, it, it, you're right. I think th- there's a, a seek for consistency, and I think we're 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 struggling with that, trying to find that balance. I definitely agree, Shems. Obviously, when you you look at the lineup, I think you you've got more than enough. But I think seeing the sassy at right back um, would probably have raised a couple of eyebrows for everyone. But before the game, a couple of people did cite that uh, Malagusto um, had. You know, he was reaching the red zone and um, they don't want to risk um, injuring him. So he didn't play the game. I don't think he was even on the bench, actually. So, um, but when you see the lineup, obviously you've got Jackson that's not, not really around because he's in the AFCON. Um, I think that's a pretty strong team. And I think we talked about the centre-back pairing quite a while ago now in regards to what we kind of wanted from it. And... Tiago Silva and Levi Colwell at centre-back, I, I quite liked it. So what were your thoughts when you saw that? I think we saw Ben Chilwell back starting for the first time in a little while. Um, so how did you like the team, the balance, and um, the approach to the game? Yeah, one of the first times this season that I was actually very happy with the lineup, to be honest. Um, because whilst the Sassi is a centre-back, um, he's got running power. So I don't get the same feeling with him at right back as I do with Cole at left back. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, with Cole at left, Cole at left back, I don't feel like he's really going to offer much on the overlap. But Desarcy, whilst he's not super quick, he's quick enough and he's got like a bit of power about him, so he can offer something as we saw for his goal. Um, so yeah, I, I was completely fine with it. Um, and if Gusto was fit and he played, then yeah, that that would have been even better. But um, yeah, I was happy with the balance of the lineup. Um, it just feels like the only thing is I'll say is that it's just a shame that it felt like Poch only let the shackles off and played with a with this kind of team because we were chasing the game. It would just be good to see him be more proactive in the future and not have to only take this approach when it's backs against the wall kind of thing. Even though backs to the wall is probably an exaggeration, but you know what I'm saying. One nil down, the, the pressure was on us to get a result kind of thing. Um, but I was very happy with the balance of the lineup. The only thing. The only little small negative I have, and you know, I don't feel like you could come away with a Poch game without a small negative, to be honest with you, is that when the game started, so Poch, it looked like what we wanted to do was have our back line was the highest I've ever seen it be for, for quite some time. It was they were literally on the halfway line, squeezing uh Middlesbrough into their box, which is cool, that's fine. Obviously, we're trying to pressurize them and 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 score so that we can overturn the deficit, right. But um, it was the I was seeing the back four on the halfway line. Chilwa was super high. Caicedo on his own, and Enzo was next to Broya, pushing really high up as like a front two. And I looked at that and I thought, I get what you're trying to do. The intention is right here, but the execution is wrong, in my opinion. Um, I just feel like Enzo Fernandez. I've, I'll, I'll keep saying it. I'll keep making the point every time. I'll keep calling it out every time I see it in games. Enzo for me is absolutely phenomenal in build up. Absolutely phenomenal in build up. If you want. If you want your your team to do well in games, he has to be involved in build up. You know what I'm saying? Like him, I think he's going to help the team more rather than being. He's going to help the team more building play rather than being in goal scoring positions. I know he got a goal um, um, a couple nights ago against Middlesbrough, and I know he can get goals. That's fine. 
But I still feel like he benefits the team way more when he's in deep areas in the thick of things. So I didn't like that. And um, I think, I don't know, I was watching Enzo and it looked like, I don't know if it was instruction in terms of Poch giving him that freedom to do it whenever he wants to, or he just took it upon himself. I watched him kind of just take it upon himself to just come deep and receive it when the space was there. Um, and just kind of come back from that position, which was good to see, in it. But yeah, that was my only small negative. I just didn't like that. But other than that, I thought, yeah, um, it was really good performance. Chilwell, I thought, was excellent. I was surprised at how sharp he was considering he's been out for some time. Um, he really gave us his runs in behind really troubled Woodsborough. Um, and he played a really, really good pass to Sterling for the first goal. Nice, um, so nice was, outside of the foot reverse. Yeah. I, I liked it. I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I appreciated his runs. Um, because even before the before we scored, he had a um he had a chance where he made a run and sort of found him. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like um this season, like whereas in the past, I, I, we we used to get, I remember we used to get onto our centre backs for not playing the ball forward. But I feel like this season, I've seen them try it. Like uh, Thiago Silva is really good um, at those balls over the top. Cole as well. Um, so yeah, that was good to see. I think Palmer was great as usual. Um, yeah, it was a pretty pretty comfy game. It, it was good to see the team perform well with the shackles off, nothing holding them back. Um, and that all stems from the lineup. So it just shows what you can do when you, you know, g- give the team balance and 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 let them play with freedom and stop stop restricting them with with, with crazy decisions. <laughs> you know yeah. I thought it was mad, but uh, you look at that team and you think, well, okay, this is this is a team that makes sense and I quite I quite like it. So let me see more of it. And it's just a crying shame that we just haven't seen much of it at all. Um, whether that's through injury or just general selections, because you look at it and you just think Chelsea have got more than enough to do damage to teams, you know, like more than enough. And it's just a shame, isn't it? I just look at it and I think, Ugh, why are we the way we are? Because we, I say this all the time, like, I think Chelsea have got a lot of talent in their team. Like we've got a lot of good players, like a, a lot. And it's just a shame again that we just we just never really see it, like. It's it's a mess, but it is what it is, isn't it? I think Poch, he's got his work cut out for him in terms of you know, in terms of like driving the team forward. But I think he's he's slowly starting to take the right steps. Um, it remains to be seen if the Levi Colwell experimentation at left back is still going to be the case. Um, I'm not sure because Chilwa got thrown in straight away, but then it all kind of makes me wonder why we got rid of Ian Matson because I, I have no doubts that Ian Matson could have done a similar role um, that Ben Chilwell did, especially coming into midfield and, you know, assisting in opening up play. Um, but like you said, give credit to Chilwell. He came back and he, he, he looked pretty sharp. Um, he still, for me, has some bozo moments, but that's just the player. You just have to kind of accept it as is. But I can't lie and say that he, he didn't have a good game because I think he, he did from what I saw. Um, definitely for Enzo Fernandez, for example, like you said, dropping back into midfield, helping us in build-up. Just excellent footballer. Just an excellent, excellent footballer. And the usage of him is so strange. Um, he was playing in the first five, ten minutes right up behind the striker, which I just didn't get. He was even next to him. I, I, it, it was so crazy. Uh, and and don't get me wrong, yeah? I've got no problem in trying to get young midfielders on to support your attack. But if it, once again, keeps leaving your other midfielder fighting for his life in acres of space, then I just don't think the setup is sensible or good. Um, yeah. So it's no, just mad. No, that's where, yeah. Go on, I was, Sorry, no, I was just going to chime in and say that. That's where I think... Um, Poch needs to try to kind of tweak it a little bit because I think I, I was I was reading something the other day I think he had an interview or something like that and he was talking about how Poch has um, decided to give him the freedom so I, so I think the thing of like seeing him drop deep and seeing him go up there I think it's actually a thing where he just decides when he wants to go and and when he wants to drop deep because he said that because he's got Caicedo next to him now Poch has given him the freedom to kind of just be wherever he wants to be on on like in the midfield but but for me as a manager I think what you do what you have to do sometimes is you have to I get the whole thing of like freedom for footballers it's like um it's like you know when you're training and they tell you it's, it's one touch for the majority of the session and then all of a sudden it's all in and it's like you're so excited it's like when you give footballers freedom yeah they love it in it but 
at the same time, as a, a like, I think a good manager would would be like, oh, you know what, in this phase or Thank you. you know in and around these areas, I, I need you. Ne- I need you next to him. But this when the- but when we get here. Yeah. I don't mind you joining in because yeah. the thing is, when you leave it to the player, they're not always going to make the that like, you're there to kind of guide them. So, and you, you giving Enzo Fernandez that responsibility to to make the decisions, I get it. You kind of want the game to, to you kind of want him to go when he feels like it, and and you kind of feel like oh, you know, maybe he might know best. But in this case, it that might not necessarily be how it's going. Do you get what I'm saying? It might be a thing where he's actually choosing the wrong. The wrong he's making the wrong decisions of when to go, and maybe that's leaving Caicedo too isolated at times, and so you you kind of need to get more control of that maybe. Yeah, like like what I'm seeing for me, I, this is not the right way to execute freedom. For me, a player like Enzo, you tell him that when we've got the ball in and around the midfield and in the first phase, stay be a midfielder. When the ball advances to the fullbacks who are like high up the pitch or to the winger who's out wide. Then yes. you can yeah. into the box, similar yeah. to like what Lampard used to do. Like, don't like if we've got the ball, yeah. If the centre backs have the ball, why are you next to Borea? It's it, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. You, it's not like man has pace where he could like maybe run in behind the defender and then. But do you, do you know what I'm saying? I don't get it. Like, please, it's it's really nonsense to me. He he elevates the team and has world class ability building place just let him build like he does not need to be a striker <laughs> yeah I think I, th- I think what made it more difficult as well is that um it's interesting because I was reading again about Carney and and he was talking about the type of player he is today um I, well I was reading it today anyway in an article and he was talking about how he's a, he's more of a number eight a box to box and early on in the season against Liverpool and West Ham you kind of saw him get involved in in play um when he like he would drop deep at times and act as a as a third option and it would be interesting to see like how the dynamic works, obviously because um Connor wasn't playing in the in the game, but because we had um Mudrick, Sterling and Palmer. Mm. But the problem with that is they're not really gonna drop deep to act as that third option. So it so it can work when it's Gallagher or Carney playing as maybe that third option because they will drop in even if Endo if Fernandez goes up. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they, they, you you won't kind of be so isolated. But where Palmer and Sterling and Mujic are probably not going to do that job, it, it it looks even worse. Do you get what I'm saying? Because then now it's like it's if Enzo don't drop deep, Caicedo literally got nobody. It's facts, and and you could tell like because of the way that Caicedo plays and the way that he's kind of been educated in terms of, you know, Deserby and even Potter, for example, and having some form of automations, knowing the kind of, okay, well, I need to go here, I've got an option here. It just seems like, at times, he dawdles on the ball because he's like, where the fuck are my options, bro? Like, sometimes you see him with his hands out, like, all right, you know, who am I passing to? And it's mad because he's in midfield by himself. And to be honest, he's doing an excellent job. But... <laughs> He's doing an excellent job, despite being in the field by himself and having to do things solo dolo. He's doing an excellent job, and yeah, it's just a madness. Man. It's just a madness how this is how we're setting up, um, because they're almost like sending him down the river. Like, I, I, it's mad. It's mad to me. But yeah, yeah. It, 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 like you said, um, the setup isn't particularly great, um, and I feel like when people ask us. Uh, how are how are Chelsea how are Chelsea are where they are? Um, I think it's a combination of things, but I definitely think the way that we're being set up um, isn't conducive for a team performing at the optimum. I think Poch can tweak a couple of things um, and will be a much better team, but mm. it remains to be seen if where he, whether he actually does it because yeah, even in the Middlesbrough game, uh, I saw a lot of intensity. I saw a lot of high ball recoveries, which yeah. I like. Um, that's something that we it was a feature of us under Tuchel as well, um, where we recover the ball up high and then penetrate and, and punish a team. Um, so the ball recovery is really, really good. Um, but in terms of, you know, um, just a real structure to the team, it's still lacking. Because again, Middlesbrough were able to transition a couple of times and yeah. cause us more issues, which I just don't like because it seems yeah. to happen every game. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a time Cole had to come like come across quickly because yeah. 
one re like one kind of ricochet just kind of went back towards our own goal and all of a sudden like it was good to see pace at the back by the way like it was good to see some pace at the yeah, back I, like, didn't, I didn't think he had that in him because no I, bro this one I'm just like can this we talk about Cole yeah because Matt this is what people piss me off about Cole yeah. Cole's not slow Cole is not slow but there's a difference between centre back slow and that's, fullback that's, slow. Yeah, like yeah. we, people need to understand, if you're running into what and defending wide zones as a centre back, bearing in mind that for me, Cole was not the most agile centre back either. I think in terms of like your torque and the speed at which you turn your body, not the quickest in that respect. But when he gets moving, he gets moving. It's almost like remember Rudiger back in the day, where we played him at right back a couple of times under. Um, under um, Conte a few times, the first couple of games, I remember. And he just went well off it, like well off it. But no one could sit here, turn around and tell me that Rudiger's not fast. The capacity to shift your body at speed, especially against nippy wingers, it's just a completely different job, a completely different area to defend, a, a completely different comfort zone. And of course, as a centre-back, you're not going to feel comfortable out in those wide zones, period. And I think the game against Fulham, he was really good. Um, but again, for me, he played more as a lateral um, centre-back more than a, a full-back mm. in that game. Um, so, yeah, he, he's not slow. He is not slow. When he gets moving, he, he, he will catch a man. But I feel like the acceleration you face at, at fullback as well compared to like so there's a lot of the, yeah a lot of the time you you kind of facing players with acceleration like sometimes they're not even quick over like a load of yards but if exactly. that player is quick over the first ten that's enough to do Colwell because the agility and the acceleration combined he's just not gonna he's not gonna catch that player. Do you get what I'm saying? So like yeah. the Alangas and them kind of guys, yeah, Ooh. they're not big names. And they're not big names, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, the fuck them out there. Yeah, so dropping man up, you know, that's crazy. Like, but, but that's what I'm saying. It was good like, to see, though. It was good to yeah, see. Yeah, it was good, and I think again, it just adds further credence to him. And like, you know what, could it, man. Like, just play him. Because you know we watch, because you know we watch Liverpool, yeah, and you know when Liverpool are quite brave in their games when their fullbacks go forward and stuff like that, they're often left with Konate and, and VVD. And when I watched it, when I watched that that play happen, I kind of thought to myself, this is exactly why I want Poch to be more brave. But you're not, you're not putting yourself in the best position to be brave because yeah. you don't have that majority majority of the time in games. We don't have that. We don't have when the ball flies like flies towards our own goal or, or there's a little clip over the top or something. We don't have centre-backs that come across like Canate do or come across like VVD does or a Saliba or a Gabriel. We don't, we don't have it because yeah. they're, like, they're just not... Um, the two that we play at the moment, like for the majority of the season, I think it's been Thiago Silva and De Sassi a lot of the Thiago time. Thiago comes across, you know, if I'm honest. He does. No, no, he, you know, he comes across, but I'm saying if it's a foot race mm. and it's someone quick, a lot of the time... He he might he might read it early enough. Don't get don't get me wrong. Like he might read it early enough to come across, but there's a lot of times where he's either really stretching or he he actually um, just about does enough to kind of um, keep them out wide or something. But we're still kind of like in trouble. Whereas like Colwell there, he kind of just he got to the ball first. There was no question. Do you get what I'm saying? There was like. It, we we didn't look like we were going to be in a situation where it was like two three v two or two v one kind of thing. And we, we haven't seen that enough because I feel like De Sassi and Thiago Silva, they're also very scared, n- not scared, but they're, they're very hesitant to, to kind of push up high because they know that they're not the quickest. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas I feel like Cole will, and say, for example, a Wes Fafana, who's obviously injured at the moment. But if you have someone like Cole and Wes Fafana there, I feel like that changes the whole dynamic of how you play. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they're both very quick centre-backs. So... It'll be interesting to see anyway in the future, like what I we do. I, I also wanted to, I wanted to touch on, sorry, um, the ball recoveries. I know you mentioned it a while back, but that's something I've been really impressed with because that's come into our game, I'd say, over the past like six weeks, where every game I'm consistently seeing a coached um, press, and it's like I'm seeing clear trigger points for it as well, um, and it's, it's 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 leading to more chance creation. So I, I'm mm. I'm liking it. I can't lie to you. I, I am liking that um, because I feel like with this team. If they like with the likes of Palmer and 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 Sterling, I feel like you just keep if they keep winning the ball high up, it just means more opportunities and just more chances for us to score. Where and 
you could argue that a team like us, where we're not as clinical, um, you know, the more chances, the better. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we, we, we probably need it to get it. But yeah, I think that is one thing, one positive um, that I'm seeing um, that at least Poch has implemented. It, it looks quite good. So, for sure. For yeah. sure. The, the ball recoveries is, is one. It's like, that's that's a hallmark of Pochettino teams still. Um, it, it's definitely good. Um, I definitely think at times our press, press can be a little bit haphazard. Um, and I think, to be honest, at times when Conor Gallagher's playing, the press can be a little bit haphazard because he goes off and does his own thing. Um, so I think it's looked a little bit more organised. Um, but, yeah, it remains to be seen, man. I think um, it's still a work in progress. Obviously, the team's still relatively new, so the ideas and ideals of the coach may not be seeping through. But I think we're January now, going on to... It's, it's interesting. The, the remainder of the season is going to be fairly interesting. So I'm going to I'm going to look at that because I definitely agree. It's a it's definitely a, um, a source of us creating chances um, because, like you said, we scored a couple of goals from that yesterday, um, and yeah, just a byproduct of it. Not yesterday, sorry, on Tuesday. This is a byproduct of that. Um, but I want to talk about one man, and I think we talk about this young man, this young man, pretty often on the pod. Um, it's hard not to kind of not wax lyrical because I, I think there's still many more levels for, for the kid to go to. But it's hard to not really talk about this guy because I think he, he's just been that, that good for us. I think very few games where you you go and watch Chelsea and you think, yeah, that's a disappointing Cole Palmer performance. And it's not just penalties. It's not just, you know, the scoring of goals, but just overall general play um, and you look at him and think yeah th- this is his team once again two goals yesterday um, should have had a couple of assists or a couple of brilliant passes but Cole Jermaine Palmer it's um, Jay I've probably rambled on a bit about him but just another really really good performance from him into double figures for the season for goals I think he's got what 11 goals now Um yeah, what, what what more can we say about him, Jay? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you think you've seen like everything from Cole Palmer, and then you see that little bit of skill he does on the on the sideline, and you're just like, yeah, man, this kid is it, isn't it? Like for for sure, like he's him. It's it's mad because I just think for his first season in in this team, in the situation, and the circumstances that we're in, it's. Like, don't get me wrong, I think a lot of people knew he was talented. Like, um, you don't get into a pet team, you don't start a Super Cup final or, or you know, Community Shield and contribute in them games if you're, not, you're, if you're not of the level. But, like, you talk about young players, you know, being brave, leaving kind of like their comfort zone, going to a completely new city. Not only has he come to a big team, but he's come to a big team that needs, needs help. Do you know what I'm saying? They need help, bro. And to say that he's helped is just, it's not, it doesn't even do it justice. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like he's come in and I'm just so shocked at like his kind of, he's so composed. He doesn't look phased by, you know, anything that's going on in and around the club. He's so, like, I heard a few people talk about, like, how his focus, because they were sort of talking about, like, why he might have left City. And I think a few people just online said, mentioned something about how he may he maybe weren't as focused as what Pep wanted. And I just see the complete opposite. <laughs> I see, I see, I see a kid who, who knows how good he is and is very, very um, focused on, on getting to the top and being one of the best players in the world because he he like I know I'm not saying he is that I'm saying he he's definitely he definitely looks like he's focused on trying to get there do you get what I'm saying and you know we've talked about players like Jude Bellingham um on a whole like the football world's talked about players like Jude Bellingham and and players like Pedri and these kind of guys um and uh, you know he's not there yet but he's not he's not doing any harm in 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 you know maybe being in those conversations in in a couple of seasons because he's he's um He's outstanding, man. Like, honestly, such a, such yeah. a good signing. Trust me. Um, Shems, obviously, we're, we're in a couple of group chats and we talk about signing the season and, you know, one of the signers of the summer. Um, I think it's very difficult to look beyond him, right? Or, or am I bugging? 
No, you're not. I'd say like when you consider that the price you're going for, um, is definitely up there in terms of yeah, value for money and what he's produced. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think I think if if you're like not a casual and you're watching the games, um, because you know, I know he scored what five penalties out of these eleven goals. Um, I think the, the the great thing is like if you're actually watching the games, you will see that he's actually he's actually been really good in game, um, and just in terms of his creativity and ingenuity. Um, so that doesn't even really phase me, which is the great thing about it because yeah, he's he brings so much um, in game, and he's a player that we've we've not had in a very very long time um, because he he's he's always looking to open up the door, always looking to create something. Um, I, I think his weight of pass is excellent as well. I think we saw it for the Sterling goal. Sorry, not Sterling goal. The the Sassy goal when he passed. Yeah, brilliant pass, man. Yeah, he's got that lock, man. That yeah. pass that kill that kills the fullback every time. Yeah. Bro. And the thing is, he does it without hesitating. Like as soon as he got it, it was straight bang into the channel. Um, yeah, just a really really quality player, man. Um, it remains to be seen whether he's better coming from wide or in the middle. But I think. As long as he's on the pitch, we've 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 got a good chance of um of, of winning the game, to be honest with you. Massive, right. massive player. Um yeah, I can't say too much more about him. He's been, he's been excellent, man. It's it's it is interesting because like you said, his position is mad because he does so much damage on the left hand side uh, on the right hand side. Um but boy, I just yeah, it, 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 like you said, it's just difficult to kind of because you don't want to go overboard. But he's just been a really, really good player, man. And yeah, I think long may it continue because yeah. there, there's a lot of more to come from him, in my opinion. A definitely. lot, lot more. And I'm trying. Um, I'm definitely trying to keep my feet on the ground just to you know see how it plays out. You know, see if he can continue. Just stay um, calm a little bit. You know yeah, what I mean? Stay calm, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like you know that second season. That's when you can really start cooking and really start exactly start doing the comparisons. But for now, I'm trying to like just keep you. Just, hey, just they, like, they're just lucky like we're not good right now. Like we're not we're not proper good right now. Because if we were good right now, yeah, <laughs> I might I might, I might not be able to like hold back still. That's the thing, yeah, they're lucky that we're sitting in ninth for that. Because we weren't sitting there. Yeah. Let's just stay in it. Me, let's just stay calm. What's interesting as well, yeah, is that you can see that he like. He's not even he himself is he doesn't he's not the type to go overboard as well. Like he really keeps his level head. Like everything. Like yeah, the interviews doesn't. Yeah. yeah, like his whole persona is just like very calm and composed. Like he's very like yeah, I'm in control kind of thing. Like and it looks like even the goals, it looks like it's just normal to him now. Like man, he barely celebrated on, um, against Musa. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like it's light work, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do, do, do you know the things about the penalties though as well? Is that I feel like he's always involved in even getting some of them as well. So like when he so like when he scores them, I don't even care. Like when man are like, oh, he he's already scored pens. I'm like, yeah, but he probably got the pen, bro. Like he's probably involved in getting the yeah. pen. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So like that's how much of a of an impact he's having. And in the games where he's not even scoring and that, or or he's only scored one or whatever, you've probably seen him create two or three more chances. Like in the Middlesbrough game, he created another chance for Enzo, created another chance for um the sassy, I think, similar to the Kukurea one versus Brentford, that kind of same pass where he just kind of chips it over. Yeah, um, yeah like him lofted through ball, and it's like on a plate for man. He's he's a, he's an insane player, bro. Like real talk, he's, he's it's crazy. true. And like we we we, it's literally like I look at it like look, the kid's cold. Like fuck it. Like you you want to talk about oh it's just pens and blah, but the kid is cold. Like let's just put it plain and simple. Like. He's a very cold footballer, and like if you want to just if you want to put him down and say, okay, yeah, he, he's not that good, or it's all, all his pens or whatever, then then fine, I guess. But you're doing yourself a disservice because he's he's really that good. Like he really, really is that good. I, I think he's um, just lying to say that to be honest, because anyone yeah. who's who's actually watched games, watched them. We'll know that yet kids quality still so. yeah man and and what what are you gaining from from being that much of a hater what are you gaining the, the yeah. thing is, we've watched players. The thing is, we've watched other players that are even abroad. Like, say, for example, like I know Jude is doing his thing this year, but Jude was yeah. doing his thing at Dortmund, and people are going crazy, right? At yeah. Dortmund, even so, it's not like 
you can't pretend that you're just going crazy now because you're doing that at Madrid. You you were going crazy when he was doing it at Dortmund as well. You were talking about yeah. the goals and the assists that he was getting there. Weren't nowhere near the amount that Paul, Cole Palmer's got now, by the way, like in this season. But yeah. um, he people were going mad about it. And then and in terms of even an all round footballer. I think Cole Palmer chats to a lot of these guys in terms of just the way he plays football. He's up there, bro. Like technique, vision, like all that kind of stuff. Like flair. He's he's got all of that. Do you know what I'm saying? So and Sancho and Sancho in Dortmund as well. When he got his numbers in in the early seasons, people were going super crazy about Sancho. Do you get what I'm saying? So so to to kind of downplay what Palmer's doing this season, in any sort of way would just be bonkers to me because I know there's a good chance you was also on that bandwagon in Dortmund with them with them both them players. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Also it feels good to be on the, the right side of, of history. Like, you know like every time it's always we're always letting a player go. We should like, we should have kept him. You know, we should have had him. Yeah, yeah. And there's gonna be mad things, yeah. It just feels good to be the, the one that's actually taking the player. You know what I'm How many times were like KDB? Yeah, that's right. We've been blind. Yeah, crazy. I think I think that there's a good feeling about that as well because like we felt like that about a couple of players this season, like even Gusto and players like that. You're like, oh, right, like how did we get him for thirty? It's like <laughs> we felt kind of like really good about it's, a, a it's, few of the restoring the feeling, man. Restoring mm. the feeling because we've been fisted up by a lot of these transfers, man. Uh, like we've been proper punched up, and the way that the way that we are like, if you look at just the way that we've we've acquired them, like Cole Palmer, forty five million pounds, Malo Gusto, thirty mil, light splashes in comparison, you know, light light splashes and. Boy, I, like you said, Shams, it, it's refreshing, to say the least, that we're on the, the good side of history um, in terms of these players because, fam, it's just been L after L when it comes to Chelsea, man. L after L. Mental. But in terms of what comes next, boy, big games. We've got a Villa at home in the FA Cup, fourth round. A lot of praise and credit has been given to Unai Emery this season for him getting Villa, I believe, into third right now. Um, so you have to give credit where it's due. Um, I know Jay's got a lot to say about it, so I'm going to give him the floor in a minute. Um, but Villa at the bridge, they beat us there at the bridge already this season, obviously by the help of the referee getting Malagusto sent off. But yeah, Jay. Talk to me, Una Emery, Aston Villa. Good team, man. Good team. Good team. They've been doing they've been doing well though this season. Like nobody can can try and like um downplay their team, if I'm being honest. Like they where are they now in the table? I think they're what are they fourth, I think? I believe so. Yeah, third or fourth in the league. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's insane. Like (laughs) that that's insane. Like and and the thing is Emery came here the first time, obviously trying to trying to do his thing with Arsenal, and didn't quite work out for him. It weren't it weren't a complete disaster, but um, obviously there was probably high hopes with him when he first came, and um, yeah, and he just and it, he's probably really happy to be at Villa now. Kind of, I don't know to say, I don't know whether to say that like, proving people like you could it's say proving people wrong. Proving people wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's proving people wrong because like they they yeah, pretty much thought that. Yeah, exactly. So I think he's he's kind of done his thing. He's come here, and I think he won trophies as well when he left Arsenal. He won trophies, I think, including knocking out Arsenal. Like like he's he's done a lot since leaving them. Yeah, yeah I'm saying, so, he, he's been low, he's been active, man. He's yeah. Active. So so I think what I will say is that I did watch. I, I managed to watch back. I didn't watch the game live when we played Villa, but I managed to watch it back. And before Gusto got sent off, it did seem quite an even game. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea were showing their kind of <laughs> lack of ruthlessness at times in the game as well um, and the goal that they got eventually that won the game weren't the greatest like, I, don't, I think Sanchez could have done uh, I agree. much better I agree. See what I'm saying? so so what I will say is it's at the bridge again we're on a much better run um, Poch maybe looks like he's trying to work a couple of things out you never know with Poch because the thing is he could easily go back to that Levi Cole team um, against Villa because of the Chilwell, you know, Chilwell just coming back and all this kind of stuff, which is a bit frustrating because we're like, we, we kind of tiptoeing around 
players at times because like even with the gusto thing against Middlesbrough, it's like we, we didn't play him against Middlesbrough because we were worried about him getting injured. Now we've got to do the same thing with Chilwell. It's like, how the hell can that like, can we have a full eleven, please? Like just at some point. Do you get what I'm saying? But like forget all of that. The injuries happen, is what it is. But I do think we got enough. Like me said at the beginning, like you said, me, yeah, like the talent that we've got in the squad. Yeah, they're still trying to find their feet at times and, and they're not the they're not all the finished articles, but we've still got a talented squad. Do you get what I'm saying? Our our players can definitely chat to those players at Villa. Do you get what I'm saying? So um it's just, it's just gonna be a matter of can we show that same kind of ruthlessness that we showed against maybe a Luton a, a Luton away that day where we get those chances in me and we put them away or against Middlesbrough where, you know, we start off well, we start off quick, we start off with the right intensity because Villa will definitely start off with a much better intensity than Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and just compete, man. And and if we do that, I think we've shown that at home lately, we can we can come out we can come out with a win. So, it will be a tough game. It will be a tough game, but I think we've definitely got enough to do the job. Definitely. For sure, for sure. James, I don't want to give scoreline predictions because you know, it's it's a cup game. But are you quietly confident that we, we get the job done against Aston Villa? Yeah, quietly. I think it's going to be a tough game, though, to be honest with you. Uh, Villa, Villa's form um, has been up and down recently. Um, so they've got three wins in their last six. So it's been a bit inconsistent. Um, mm. I think since the Arsenal victory, I've been kind of keeping a side on their results and been a bit up and down. So um, probably the right time to play them, to be honest with you. I believe we are definitely more talented than them to be honest with you in terms uh, of play for play yeah yeah play for play i think we're more talented than for sure man um so i think if we turn up yeah we, we will beat them personally um i think pot should i think pot should keep the same lineup essentially um because villa you know they're they're, str- they're quite strong defensively and just generally to break down so i feel like you need as much um, you know, Una Emery's teams generally they have a good shape about them. You know what I'm saying? They're not the easiest to break down. So I feel like you need as much. Um, you need this, this similar approach as what we had against Middlesbrough, um, to be honest with you. But maybe not as brave in terms of how high the line is because they've got pace to, to break and punish you. I was just going to say that high line is yeah, yeah, yeah. a big concern. Definitely not as high as that line. So that will allow Enzo more space to kind of build from, from in the middle. But I think, I think narrowly we can get the job done. Uh, but it would be a tough game for sure. I think we'll see the return of Gallagher as well. I, I, I can't see I can't see us going into that game with Louise McGinn and Kamara or someone like that. Yeah, <laughs> Without Gallagher, bro. Like, yeah, they've got physical midfield. Tielemans as well. They've got physical midfield. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. Very, very surprised. Um, that being said, there's there's a lot to play for, man. Um, I, I think as a club. Uh, we are talking about this earlier, Jay, that in terms of winning DNA, the standards being set, I think us being in the final, despite us being rubbed out, as many of our rival opposition fans would say, is a quick testament to how good, you know, and how important it is to win. Um, I don't think that should be understated. I think every opportunity you can win a trophy, you should try and win it. And I think that should be the core nucleus of Chelsea Football Club. Um, it remains to be seen as to whether the new owners have that same ruthlessness and hunger and winning mentality um, as, say, a Roman did. But we'll see. It's interesting. It, it's definitely interesting. The fact that we're already in a final not mm, long yeah. after him, them taking over with an inexperienced yeah. Group of players, um, it, it's 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 good. It's good work. I think I think it's I think it's massively important because like we're clinging on to kind of like that winning DNA at the moment because of the eighteen months that we've just had as a club with the new owners and stuff. And yeah, of of course, it's like early days for the owners and they're working things out. And so are this new group with the manager. But at the same time, the, the, at the very least, you you want to cling on to that. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's why I was kind of talking about it yesterday because I feel like you can accept the fact that maybe you, you're on a journey in terms of trying to get back to the top of the league, right? You're trying to get back to that, that you know, being that top three team where you're you're consistently competing for the league and stuff. Cool. You, you might have a couple of seasons where you're building towards that again. But during that time, you can still, 
you can still kind of cling on to that winning DNA by winning these trophies. And that's why I never rub out any kind of trophy because I just think if, if, if whether it be a Carabao, Europa, whatever, do you get what I'm saying? Just win it because the the, you, the springboard, you can kind of use that. You can you can use that in a way where the players now just believe that they can win. They can win trophies from a, ver- from a very early stage. Do you get what I'm saying? Even when they're not at their, you know, that optimum level. So... Right. So yeah, I think it, it would just be massive. And for someone like Poch, who, who's not been blessed with winning trophies, and he's been bantered about it his pretty much his whole career, like um, obviously because he was managing Spurs for a long time as well. <laughs> like for him, this is massive. This is massive, bro. So like they don't need no pep talk when it comes to those to the to the to the final. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. simple as. Facts. And l- listen, I've always said this: like winning a cup does so much to the mentality especially of a competitor because you want more like most most guys or most people that are involved in sport or involved in any form of competition once they win one they always want to win again it's just it's just it's just how we're built as human beings we're naturally quite competitive and the moment you start getting a taste for victory and a taste for achievement and accolade you're gonna want to keep winning and I do think that Chelsea need to maintain that hunger and desire because I, I, I have said that I think their expectations and the, um, uh, for me anyway, I think the expectations and the, the mentality of the board have kind of shown me that they're, they're not as vicious and desperate to win given some of the decisions that they've made. Um, and I mean, win for now. I think long term they're ambitious. And I don't, was one thing I, I can't do is question their ambition. But in terms of winning for now, um, so it'd be a big statement for Chelsea Football Club to win something now, despite all of the turmoil, despite all of the change, despite us being supposedly rubbed out. I think it would be a massive, massive, massive victory for Chelsea if they were to get it done. Um, Will they get it done? Who knows? Up against Liverpool, who made it through to the Carabao Cup final yesterday after beating Fulham um, at home. So, I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. Liverpool have had another in domestic finals over the last couple of years, which is annoying. Um, but I back us. I back us. Not only because it's... it's um, you know, the new managers, new owners and stuff. I back us because surely not again. Like, basically, in my mind, like, just in terms of, like, I don't know if history is going to strike again, if that's the case, um, in terms of losing another final to Liverpool. Well, it's, it's possible, but I just... Hey, we, we've got some 30 pen takers this time as yeah, well. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> yeah, man, because certain other people that were at the club and now have left the club, we got some certain potatoes. It's going to the ninth tier of Wembley. Brother. Hey, listen. Flip it out. I'm joking. Nah, so we're just gonna we're gonna see. Obviously, certain man ain't local no more in terms of, you know in terms of us winning anything. So let, let's just see, is, is, is what I'm saying. Let's just see. Um, I'm hopeful. I think Chelsea can do something. They can pattern something. But that Poch gene might kick in. That, that Spurs gene might kick in. So a little bit of nerves and apprehension here and there. But let, let's see, man. Let's have it. We're Chelsea Football Club. This is DNA. This is heritage. So let's see how we go. But in terms of predictions for tomorrow, um uh, in fact, let's not even talk about predictions. I want to ask you, Jay. Actually, it's still Shem. What do you want to see tomorrow? After a good victory on Tuesday against Middlesbrough, what do you want to see tomorrow? Whether that's the team, whether that's the approach, whether that's the mentality, what are you trying to see? Very simple. Same approach. No, sorry. The same intention in terms of the... Maybe not necessarily the same approach in terms of like being so high, but definitely the same intention. So that means balance in the lineup um looking to attack villa rather than defend their strengths because like i said i think we're more talented than them 
Um, and yeah, that's that's actually all I want to see from the get go. I feel like if we do that, I feel like we'll win. So pretty simple, really. Don't ask for much, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard. So yeah, I'll leave that in it. I I Jay, talk to me. You know what? I'd actually want to see Poch. One thing I do want to see tomorrow is I want to see Noni play. I want to see Noni start. Okay. I want to see Noni start. I want to see Sterling and obviously start as well. Um, Palmer as well. Um, yeah, I just want to see bravery, man. Because the one thing that I haven't disagreed with with anybody like in the Chelsea chat and, and, and generally on the pods is that one thing that Poch has been guilty of this season is just not being brave enough. And and mm. I feel like that has contributed to a lot of a lot of our losses or draws. Do you get what I'm saying? I think you can be working things out as a coach, but just be brave, man. Just be brave, bro. Because these guys, I don't think they're scared like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Like Shem said, like these guys can chat to a lot of football. Like they can chat to a lot of ballers, man. They're, they're talented players. Be brave. Let these guys go out there and actually, you know, try and take it to the team rather than, you know, maybe have them feeling a little bit cautious at times in the games or, you know, kind of getting them to be brave too late in the game. And then, you know, by then it's it's it's, a, it's it's too late because things like structure and stuff like that can can always improve and stuff. But I feel like the whole thing of being too cautious and and you know, I feel like that's that's quite an easy thing to change. Do you get what I'm saying? It's either you're going to be cautious or you're going to be brave. Do you get what I'm saying? It's either you're going to take yeah. it to the to the team or you're not. And yeah, that for me tomorrow, I think being at home, there's no other there's no other kind of approach. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? I'd, I'd be disappointed from the off. If even if the lineup was cool and everything was cool, um, and we weren't even like getting played through like that, I'd be disappointed from the off if we didn't look like the team that were trying to dictate and 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 you know set the tempo of the game and that. Yeah, especially given how the last time the last game went and before the sending off and you know Chelsea yeah. did for me have the better of the play, did look a little bit stronger in terms of their ability on the ball and they were quite pinned back at some times. So, yeah. I think we need to go to the game remembering who the fuck we are, basically. that That's what I want to see. Yeah, um, thanks. Go into the game remembering who the fuck we are. Um, Villa are not some guy. Villa are a team that held eight from us not too long ago. So, we, they need to hold that. Like, we, we need to actually, like, step on their necks because I think that's twice now in the last season yeah, last 18 months, they beat us at home, which is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I think Unai Emi beat us. Yeah, they won last season, didn't it? At the bridge. Yeah, the 2-0, I think, when Kukurea, the, the header back to, yeah, to Lama. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, we need, we need to pattern them because this is unacceptable for Chelsea Football Club to, to be a little bit scared of an Aston Villa. And that's no disrespect to Aston Villa because they're having a fantastic season, very dangerous team with very dangerous players. But we're Chelsea Football Club, man. We need to rise it and stick it on them. So I'm going to go for a cheeky 2-0. Um, another Cole Palmer goal. And I'm going to say Bowie, I might have a something to say um, in terms of a goal as well. Yeah, I hope so, man. Yeah. Um, I did want to briefly talk about Armando Bowie and the possibility of him being sold to West Ham. Um, I think I touched on um, Gokiev. Um, not too long ago, in terms of in terms of us potentially signing him, he looks like one of the players that's on the on the list for Chelsea to buy him. But before we sign off, um, if Armando does leave, what what's your feelings and thoughts on that, Shems? We'll go to you first. I'd be all right with it, to be honest. Um, I feel like the stage he's at in his career, he needs to play week in week out. Come, he's not only is he young, but he's coming off. Um, a bad injury so I feel like he just needs as many as many minutes as possible and being a rotational striker is probably not the best for him to be honest um so yeah I think I'd be okay with it um we've got enough to cover um him if he does leave so like you know Nkunku can fit in if Jackson is not playing even though I don't think Nkunku's best position is up there but that's irrelevant um so yeah I think we can cope we only have after February, we will only have two competitions anyway. That's if we, that's even if we stay in the in the FA Cup. So yeah, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I think I think I'll be alright. Why you, Jay? Where do you stand on it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit annoying for me because um I was super excited for Bro your last season. 
before he, like during the World Cup times, I thought he was going to get a good run of games. Um, and I'm pretty sure Potter was going to try and give him a run of games as well. But he obviously got injured in that friendly. And since then, he's just been really unlucky, like in terms of timing. And I think, um, you know, if we if we maybe have a fit bro here at the beginning of the season, like ready to go and stuff, I don't, I'm not sure if we even see Jackson. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. I'm not. I'm not sure if we see that signing happen. So, it's 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 a bit annoying because I think now it's 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 you know it's it's well documented that that that, that we're still looking for a striker. Um, people are talking about Osimhen. That's that that kind of seems to be heating up a lot now. Um, you've got the other guys that that that've been linked to Chelsea. So like eventually, even for Broya and Jackson, it doesn't even look like they're going to be the the main guy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so even in that in 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 that sense, I would love for Borussia to just get a a good club, um, you know, similar to to like how players like um, Loftus Cheek and that have have kind of found good clubs and and now they're starting week in week out and they're getting their flowers. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I I I love that for Borussia. I love that for Borussia. Like, I I think the main thing I just want to see is for him to just play and and for him to prove everybody that. Prove to everybody that he's a, he's a top striker, like in in the league, really, or in, or in Europe. Similar sentiments to me. Similar sentiments to me. Um, if he does leave, I'll be wishing him all the best. I've got all my stocks invested in Brudge, so yeah, I, I hope he stays and tries to fight for a place. But if not, more than happy for him to move on and prove everyone wrong because I think he's a very very good player. Just come back from an injury, needs to shake off the rust. So I think, yeah, people are going to be eating their words of a player of his ability. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it there. Thank you, boys, for joining me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, we'll be back again next week, hopefully in the fifth round of the FA Cup and a victory against Liverpool. Let's see. Yeah, yeah hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, take it easy, guys. And we'll catch you next week. Peace. Cool, easy. Sports Social Podcast Network.